0: Well, it's time to welcome in the bell of the ball, Marie, WJR's <laughs> senior news analyst. I Marie, like that. This, you do. I know you do. I, I got. Know. You know. I got to be sweet to you because I know that who really pulls the strings over
1: there. <laughs> I don't think so, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, what's this? What this is a crazy story. Thousands people are getting sixteen hundred dollars a piece because of a fraud lawsuit from over a decade ago. Br- bring us up to speed. What's the story?
1: Yeah, and I I know you'll you'll love this when you hear that the cause of all this was. A computer error. So this lawsuit is called Bowserman versus Michigan's Unemployment Agency, is awaiting a judge's approval, which should come later this month. It was filed in 2015 after nearly forty thousand residents were accused of fraud by a state computer system that operated without human supervision and had an error rate as high as ninety-three percent. The lawsuit settlement of $20 million was approved by the state's court of claims a year ago. The computer system is called the Michigan Integrated Data Automated System, and it was implemented by former Governor Rick Snyder. Claimants were given quadruple penalties. They were subjected to aggressive collection techniques. Many had their wages garnished and their income tax refunds seized. Some people even had to file for personal bankruptcy after they were accused of this fraud. Multiple lawsuits have been filed against the state's UIA because of this system. Some of the claimants were awarded extra money from this particular um, lawsuit because of a hardship, uh, out of the hardship fund. And they're going to receive more than $4,000 when this settlement is approved. The attorneys representing the plaintiffs have requested a fee of $6.6 6 million. And if you're wondering the reason not all 40,000 claimants were included in this class list it stems from a Michigan Supreme Court decision that limited who could sue based on timing and on when the harm was done. And one last thing, Chris, there will be a fairness hearing on January 29th in the Michigan Court of Claims where members of the class can voice their support or their opposition to this settlement. So they still have time to talk, uh, give their Opinions publicly on how they feel about all
0: this. I have so many follow-up questions, (laughs) and I I always tend to do this to you, put you in a position where you'd have to research it to find out. But sixteen hundred dollars, Marie, to me, does not sound like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. If someone accused me of fraud years ago, levied my wages, seized any of my income tax returns, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth, so twenty million dollars is not a very big settlement. But even divided amongst that many people, doesn't seem to equal sixteen hundred it seems kind of meager if the mistake is that obvious. Am I wrong?
1: Right. And uh, well, that's my personal opinion looking at this. Um, I don't know why they concluded that that was the the amount that was going to be settled upon. I, you know, these things are decided in court. They're decided by judges. They hear evidence. That's how they come upon these numbers for settlements. I agree with you. Sixteen hundred dollars When I first saw the number, I thought it, you know, well, I look like a big number when you think about a lawsuit with a big class, but not really when you think about what these people went through. They they had ruined reputations in some cases.
0: Can you imagine? And the the collection techniques alone are enough to cause so much anxiety and worry and the disruption of normal, you know, ability to pay bills. Many of these people, you think about the average person who files for unemployment income It's usually because they're in a hard spot. Is there some abuse of that? Sure. Is there some leniency in the rules that probably shouldn't be there? Yeah, of course. But those average people who are filing for unemployment, they don't have a lot of extra uh, gas in the tank to go buy groceries and buy fuel and get their families to continue on. So they were already in a hard spot, and then they got collected against involuntarily just based on pain, suffering, anxiety alone. If they were filing as a single claimant, you think they'd have a much bigger case than $1,600
1: exactly and what was very interesting about was the about this was that they knew the error rate on this was 93% i don't know when they knew it but they did know that and the other thing was that this all ran without computer supervision in other words most big computer systems have humans that oversee what is going into what in data is being inputted and what's coming out well apparently they didn't have that in this case which um is is quite sure. interesting and this has been written about by the way on the national uh, level as well um the uh, the atlantic did a big article on this about three years ago so this is this is uh, a system that's been called out nationally as well
0: i remember and this was a this was a system that was instituted under the snyder administration yes. right so this mm-hmm. is not you know when you first see that article it's almost impossible not to let your mind slip to COVID. Because there was so many unemployment claims at a rate that they just never had anticipated. The infrastructure wasn't there. And, you know, as as an oppositional theory, you look at how much money was given out in, with PPE. I had this conversation with a friend of mine mm-hmm. earlier, and it's it's remarkable to be offered so much PPE money. I mean, I know people between the two different funds, the name is slipping me on the other one. I mean, in many cases, tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to business owners with very little collected in terms of what is meritorious and what isn't, do I deserve Mm -hmm. this money? Should I be getting this money? How about lost revenue? So on and so Mm -hmm. forth. I would be scared on that side of things. If down the line, they figure out, you know what, you shouldn't have gotten that money. And because everyone was in such a hurry and we had this big bucket of funds from the feds, are you going to come after me later and say that that was fraud? I know that the stories aren't internally connected to to the highest degree, but I mean, $1,600 a piece for people who were essentially called fraudulent and went after by the state seems petulant to me. It should be far more.
1: Well, it, um, it does not seem like enough to me either. And I'm sure at this meeting uh, at the court of claims, when the uh, class members will be able to come in and tell, you know, give a piece of their mind on how they feel about this, I'm sure they're going to express, uh, those feelings as well and it'll it'll just be remain to be seen now we are still awaiting though a judge's approval on this uh, it should come but you know it isn't quite quite done yet but it should be coming What what is that meeting murray uh is uh january 29th for the claimants. January 29th.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah interesting so that'll i'm be, sure we'll that'll have that'll some news real. on that <laughs> Uh, how that all shakes out but you know what they should if the state is doing what they should be doing then they should own up to this if it was that big of a mistake and be as generous as possible they got an extra what seven and a quarter billion dollars because of covid funding and they were talking about potentially putting that into education in terms of the of the underfunding of teacher pensions and then potentially some of the road projects but this kind of thing if you hurt your citizens first especially the citizens who are not in a position for triumph, anyway. I mean, they don't have the resources to go grab an attorney and say, "Look, this has been wrongly levied towards me, and now they're taking my wages and they're seizing my assets, and so on and so forth." They can't do that. No, and this should be priority one.
1: Absolutely. They they and and these, as you said at the very beginning, these are people who, uh, for the most part, were working people, uh, people who were trying to go to school and work at the same time, and these were the people that. Really suffered the most in all this. They had a case of a woman who was uh, going to school full time because the uh, job she had as a cleaning woman, the company closed. So she had received some unemployment benefits from them. And then she gets this letter saying, Oh, by the way, you owe us $13,000. Well, she didn't have that money. She was trying to go to school to better herself to get a better job. So, and there are hundreds of stories like
0: that. Right. And I know people who have bought second homes and and incredible toys with PPE money that really was awarded to them because the country was in a wild spot and they didn't know how to deal with it. And there was very little to prove that this was something that I deserved. And these folks on the other end of the spectrum, many of whom are barely making ends meet, were villainized for something that really was a computer error. Come on. Yes. We can do better. Yeah, we should we demand can. more of our leaders, both the Republican leadership and the Democrat leadership over that. What eleven-year span essentially? When did this actually start? It was thirteen.
1: And f- twenty fifteen was when the uh, uh, when the lawsuit first was filed, and I think it happened uh, two to four years before then. So this has been going on a while.
0: Good grief! Yeah, some of these people probably aren't even alive anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Sad stuff. Tanya, thanks for the story. That's a really interesting one. We'll have to keep tabs on that as we go. Uh, Dave Rieger, we got to get these phone lines back open. I know that a couple people have already called in 800-859-0957. If you feel like these new gun control measures are completely overshooting the goalpost, I'd like to hear from you. I'm kind of center right on this issue, but let's debate it a little bit. Let's hear from you back in just a few.